I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The difference in the game is, is Pascal struggled the whole year. And when he plays like that, we're a different team. Uh, Frank has struggled. When he plays like that, we're a different team. But, uh, you know, it was obviously a good win. We're very fortunate. You know, some kid banked in a three for us, and then we made a three-quarter court shot. So being able to save Frank the end of the, the first half, like six, seven minutes, I think was key to the game because he made big plays. The last play was not many guys can make that lob pass. Most guys throw it up, and he made a perfect pass. And, you know, that that's been missing this year. We haven't had that. Um, you know, without those two guys, we, we are not even in the game. Did you elaborate a little bit more on Pascal and his impact on the game, especially on the rebounding side? Well, 18 rebounds, I guess you don't have to say much more than that, but he changed some shots. He blocked a couple there. He finally caught some under our basket. Instead of dribbling it, he put it back up, which is what we've been teaching him for years. I guess I'm a bad teacher or he's a slow learner, one or the other. Everybody in Syracuse takes their key from people who say we should not lose to Georgia Tech no matter what happens. That's not this league. That's not this league. You can lose to anybody in this league if you shoot 7 for 33. If we shoot 7 for 3, we're going to play Pittsburgh in there. They play a lot of zone tight. We shoot 7 for 33, we're going to be in trouble. Big trouble. O'Shea makes three threes tonight. He's 0 for 12 the last 12 he's taken. Now he's just got to make a freaking layup, and it'll be all right. What did you think of that strong charge? He got hurt. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him to step in front of Williamson, and I'm walking back saying, if he does that, there's going to be a problem. But he did. He got <laughs> I, I hope he's all right. I know he's hurting now, but he's a tough kid. He'll, he'll, he'll bounce back. In the beginning, without Tyus, we're, we're out of the game. Never get, never get in the game. The way they started, I mean, he took over. He made two or three really hard shots, hard drives, really hard drives. I thought he was going to make that three at the end of regulation. I, said, I told him we could save some time here. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. Always share it if you can. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. So, wow. Well, celebration time, right? I mean, last night was celebration time, I suppose. But hey. We could celebrate 24 hours later, right? What the hell? I think so. Uh, I mean, you know, what the hell? Why Till the, the hell next not? game. Till the next game. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to thank Duke and the, and the fans at, at Cameron Indoor for, for lighting the fire under our Syracuse Orange and releasing the potential we know they have. I mean, the stars had to align. I think they did, obviously. Uh, yeah. We talked about that. And Syracuse put on a show in Durham, pulling out an overtime win, 95 points. 95 to 91 against number one, Duke. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you. Um, this this episode will be Duke post game only, and we'll be back in a couple days to give you the pit preview as they all travel to the Dome to take on the Orange this Saturday, a few days off for this team, um, uh, January 19th at 2 o'clock. But first, we're going to hear from the friends over at Tix Blitz. Now, I know everybody listening here, 
uh, needs tickets for something at some point. Probably most likely sports if you're listening to a sports podcast. But if you're mostly Syracuse fans and you live in Syracuse, it's easy. But if you don't and you want to go to an away game or something, or if you just want tickets to a concert, go to Tix Blitz. They are the official ticket provider for the Armchair Media Network, where Joe and I cover Syracuse basketball and football. And unlike the other ticket providers, they don't sneak in the extra fees or unexplained service charges. At Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event concert, Broadway show, or anything else that you decide to go to that you need tickets for of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com, enter the promo code armchair at checkout and receive the 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code armchair at TixBlitz. You get guaranteed seats and guaranteed emotions. All right, so. I wish you could uh, pay your parking tickets and speeding tickets. (laughs) Yeah, 5% off of parking tickets? Yeah, that'd be great, right? Um, Syracuse did move up in the net to 49th. Uh, That's 10 spots from where they were in that win at Cameron Indoor against Duke. And Duke fell from second to fourth, which is is nothing. They'll bounce back from that with no problem. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, I mean – Here's the deal, okay? Uh, we said go, we said going into this, it's. I mean, there's no there's no news beforehand. We're just gonna jump right in, right? Right, uh, right, right. We said going into this game, it's gonna take four things: heart, smarts, effort, and teamwork. Uh, I also said, or we also said, um, they have to play the best game of the season. They did all those things, which is amazing. I mean, yeah. Chuku probably played the best game of his life. I mean, <laughs> where has this 10.18 rebound sleeping giant been? I, I haven't seen him putbacks, dunks, aggressiveness. I mean, and I've we've all been waiting literally years to see that kind of play from Chuku. And Howard, his body language against Georgia Tech, it was disappointing. And he made up for that last night against Duke, playing his best game of the season. Five assists, yeah. 16 points. Is Frank back, Joe? I mean, I hope so. Time, well, it sure looked like it. It sure looked like in that it. second time half. Yeah, I mean, he, he put was up fired up. That line. Yeah. As far as Chuku goes, I mean, you just you haven't been hating at him long enough. So, oh right, if you'd have started this two years ago, then maybe he'd be <laughs> yeah, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I guess a, a little tough love maybe works. Um, yeah, we you said showed him the whip. Exactly. We said Duke <laughs> did not want uh, us going. I say us they did not want. <laughs> Did not want Syracuse going into their house with a chip on their shoulder. And guess what? Tyus Battle was seeing red. He was laser focused. He dropped 20 points in the first half. He went 12 for 28 for 32 points overall. Uh, Just about matching the foul machine, Zion Williamson, point for point. Uh, He had 35. Tyus, with his best game of the season, and the writing, I think, was on the wall for Duke when Elijah Hughes hit a 75-foot three-pointer at the end of the half at the buzzer. I mean... Well, you can talk about (laughs) things that happened, obviously, before that. Oh, Uh, sure, sure. I mean, Cam Reddish flu-like symptoms right before they come out. Oh, we're going to start this already. Yeah. Huh? We're going to start this already. Well, I'm just saying that's part of the stars aligning is them losing two starters really, really early. I mean, come on. Everyone saw what was going on with Trey Jones. I mean, he's a great player, and... Uh, if he doesn't get hurt, I don't know if we we still if we win that game. But nonetheless, uh, you have to play with who you have. Injuries happens, life happens, as Coach K said in his press conference. So um, I'm not gonna feel bad about it. No, I mean Hughes. <laughs> Hughes, he hit that shot. He he had yeah. a huge he had a huge first half with 16 points. He had his best game in the season. He finished with uh, seven for 15 with 20 points. Only twice this season has Hughes not hit double digits. And in the last 10 games, he scored 14 points or more. Brissett finished with 14 points and eight rebounds. He struggled to finish at the rim. You heard coach in the coach montage. Our guy Dolajai. Fucking lamp. I know. Our guy Dolajai didn't score, but he took one for the team. That's for damn sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Yeah, Getting it, like did. plowed by Williamson so much so that it launched him off his feet. I mean, the kid has balls of steel. The coach says to go do it, and he goes and does it. How freaking beautiful is that? Syracuse. Hey, man, you can't say that he's not for the team. He's a team player all the way, oh, bro. All the way, all the way, absolutely. Syracuse shot 43.8% from the field, and this, uh, 44% percent exactly from three which is beautiful uh um 73.7 from the line uh they dared duke to shoot the three ball all night and boy did yeah. they a school record for duke 43 times they chucked up a three they only hit nine that's 20.9 percent they gave jack white constant open looks he went 0 for 10 for the game all threes and syracuse wins the battle of the boards 53 to 48 uh, a ton of rebounds. Holy cow. The Orange yeah. tightened the all-time series with Duke at 6-7. to seven. So, Joe, I said it had to be the biggest rebound game of my lifetime, at least that I can remember, at 40 years old. And uh, everything that needed to happen, <laughs> everything that needed to happen, happened. Yeah, and I have all my hair. Yeah, nice. <laughs> hey, man. Look, that's a genetic or hereditary thing, okay? I can't do anything about that. Um, yeah, no, it was a great, great turnaround, and we talked about it. Uh, they didn't have to even win this game for me to to see. I just wanted to see improvement. You know, we talked about them coming out with the effort. If you can't get up uh, to play Duke and Cameron, then you got you got bigger problems. And, uh, yeah, they, they certainly obviously did. Um, you know, everyone can sit there, and everyone can assume, or they can sit there and – kind of figure out what would happen, what it could have, should have, if those guys didn't get hurt. And hopefully maybe we'll see. If some butts are candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry freaking Christmas. Right, right, yeah. So people are, you know, they're going to have their presumptions about that. But at the end of the day, uh, win's a win. And that's going to look great on the resume. And we talked about it. uh, Completely erases the Georgia Tech loss. Uh, And uh, I I mean, like like you said, I mean, I just, you can only hope this, this carries through. You know, just like how people get so just upset at just the inconsistency of how we play. When you look at how we played against Georgia Tech and you turn around, I mean, it looked like two totally different teams two days apart. Yeah, and then we, you know, I I would recommend anybody, I do the coach montage. I squeeze like almost 12 minutes of stuff into two minutes. It was a great press conference. I wouldn't have you go sit through it if if I didn't think it was necessary. But Jim Boeheim touches on some things that are – no, Basketball. Coach Cage wasn't too bad either. Right. Um, but if you want to check out Coach's uh, presser, I mean, I would do that. But, I mean, how about this, Joe? How about Orange is the new fast? Is, is it, Can that be universal for basketball and football or what? Because the pace of that game, that's how you get 95 points. That's how you get 53 rebounds, you know? Yeah, well, um, they... The thing is, is, is who you play, your opponent. Uh, right, but this... they usually don't allow that. But they just... they. They bought right into it. Normally, Syracuse well, will slow a game did, down like but that. But again, again, I think that has a little bit to do with some people that were out, and uh, their defense wasn't nearly what it could have been with those other starters in. So we took advantage of it. I mean, the guys they had out there, they couldn't guard Tyus Battle. They couldn't guard Frank Howard. You know, so there was people that had to come off and help, which is why Chuku was wide open to get those layups and stuff like that. So, um, how about Chuku you know, though? Finally, not putting Dude, the ball on the ground and going back I up. And how strong it. did he play? When he went back up, he went back up with authority. It wasn't this like mundane, like a uh, half-assed jump. 
like where normally he just gets the ball stripped out of his hands. He's well, and that's that was my biggest thing. It wasn't even the 10 points. I mean, I thought the clutch free throws were great. Uh, I don't think anybody who watched the game at the end would have oh, got, especially you missed the front end of a one and rebounds. One. Oh, I know. You know, so but that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. And like you said, when you when he gets the ball down there, you know, a lot of times he's not strong with his hands, and you know, he gets the ball taken out. I mean, how many times did he grab rebounds in a crowd of people and you're like, oh, Chuku's not going to get that. And he ends up getting it and he rips it away from the guy and, and passes it out. to, And it was like, whoa, I should like, just you know, put up memes that that trashes play every game, because as soon as I put the meme up, <laughs> he, he freaking balls out. So but again, it's just what it is. It's, it's equaling. It's, it's day in and day out. You know, you don't want to kind of say like when it comes to football you know football is it's a physical sport if you take a playoff that you can get hurt you only got a certain amount of games so I think sometimes you know with the 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 length of the season how many games there are you know stuff like that it's it's difficult I think basketball seasons is difficult when you're going through finals when you're going through holidays and trying to manage your vacations and still your school and then your practice in, in between all that and then playing home games against uh, teams that when you don't even have students there. So a lot of that is just, you know, that can be just fatiguing and sometimes they just don't show up. And you know what, this hopefully is the wake up call to show the team how they can play and they just move forward from here. They just move forward from here. That's all you have to do, but you can't look like you did against Georgia Tech again. No, no, you can't. can't. And it seems like, um, you know, like, look, Tyus Battle. Like, they were down, what was it, 14 to 2 at one point? Well, that was the it, key. Everything was timely. Tyus yeah. Battle brought us back. He, he, he closed the gap in the first half. Elijah Hughes had a big first half. And Tyus and then, made those buckets, though. See, it comes down to making the shots, too. I mean, obviously. Well, that's, and but, that's what Beheim's always said. He said that we've had the shots all year. And to be perfectly honest with you, Battle. He, has had a lot more easier shots than some of the shots that he made last night. Yeah, so, that he's missed. Uh, and, and he, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But they've missed. You know, right. Beheim said throughout the whole, you know, season that you know against those those teams that we lost, we had shots, we just didn't hit them. I mean, there was the. I mean, he could have ended it in overtime, or excuse me, in, at the end of regulation. regulation. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we talk about refs a lot. Uh, last night, mm. I think they were awful again. You got at the end of regulation, Zion Williamson getting a ghost foul. Uh, yeah. Pascal didn't even touch him. And, you know, there was look, even when when my wife comes to me and she says, how come the referees talking, talking to Coach K all calm and smiling? And then they when they're talking to Bayheim, they're like, you know, giving them the hand and. You know, Bayheim's right, yelling. Right, right. I mean, talk to the hand. Yeah, it was bad. I thought Jim was going to get a technical at one point. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was really, really, actually, really close. But I'm glad he held his composure because that wasn't really a situation where he needed a technical because the game was still close. But and, and uh, Zion again, Williamson is is like a bull in a china shop in a sense too. When the ball's in the air, especially going for rebounds, he's knocking people all over the place. I don't care how big you are, if you fall, you fall. I mean, yeah. shouldn't, that, shouldn't that be how it is? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, when they're not calling that, but then they call that over the back on Sadibi or. Uh, yeah, you know, the one where he went straight up and down, that one. Yeah, 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 that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my point is, you know, is, and then no, R.J. Barrett carried, and then oh, they didn't it, call yeah, it, and he ended yeah. up getting a and one, yeah, three point play. Just, That's right. I mean, just it was just timely stuff, you know. Like, I mean, if you miss a carry, that's that blatant. It's like. Okay, but then you know if he goes and misses the layup, okay, I can live with that. Well, it's close you know, to it. It was a bad to... call, but it was like, but when you miss that call and then they go and they get an and one, like, come on, that just that just kills me. There's nothing else. <laughs> I I know. Well, and then there, you know, he almost traveled right before that. So yeah, well, we overcame it. I know we, we overcame it. it, and I'm not, I'm not. I just, it's worth mentioning because there is a. There is a stigma when you go into Cameron Indoor and every team's fans see it and say it that the the away team doesn't get calls in there. And it's 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 true. It really is. Yeah. And, well, it seemed it, to be last night. It definitely seems to be all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> it does. So um 
The speed of the game was great. Do you like that? I mean, slowing it down I, a little I think, bit. Look at the fast no, break I, points and you stuff. Know, we there's got. a lot of times when you see you'll see us get a rebound and you see Jim on the on the sideline, like you know, kind of waving his hand, like "Let's like, go, go, let's go." go. go like he yeah. wants to play fast. He wants to try to take advantage of getting down there before the defense gets back and gets set. And uh, obviously, we play at that strength. We've seen what our half court offense does, and when we slow it down, and we know that our defense slows the game down anyway. So then when you get stuck in half court offense all game, then that just takes that's just taking possessions away from you throughout the rest of the game. So it makes it to where you have to be more efficient. So speeding up the game, that's where Bayheim wants it. Last night was where he wanted it. And Duke let him I mean, that's Duke's pace too. And I think that's one of the reasons why we match up so well year in and year out. I mean, I mean what is it? we actually want we want to go that speed. The problem is is that other teams know that. Is they know that the- we play a two three zone and then they know that they we want to get out. So they make sure that we don't, and then it slows everything down. So, I mean, if we can play that fast, I'm all for it. The problem is, is the teams try to make sure we don't. Yeah, but you can also, I mean, you can also slow that. You can slow it down. You can speed it up at your own will. It's all about, it's all about the energy you bring and right, what you're but doing. If you're speeding, right, but if you're speeding it up when it's not meant to be speeding, you're just kind of making bad plays. I mean, you could also play bad. Oh, if you're going to play sloppy, up, you know? sure. Yeah. Well, then you need to then you need to calm down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. So, but, the whole thing is if the other team they actively are doing things strategically to make sure that you can't do that, sometimes it's hard to do. A team like Georgia Tech did that. So, yeah, Georgia Tech was a was like a jigsaw puzzle man or like a freaking uh, a jacked up uh, Rubik's weird, cube. Man. Yeah, they couldn't It was just weird, man. Yeah, it was weird. It's their defense. So the best the best part about last night was the fact that it was just an overall team win. You have five players that are in double digits, and everyone kind of made their own contributions. I mean, even Buddy comes in, hits a three. You know, Merrick didn't score, but again, like you said, I mean, took the charge. Um, and you had timely runs. I mean, battle caught fire pretty much to, to close that gap in the first half and ended up with 20 in the first half. And he still scored 12 in the second half and made some timely shots. But between him and Elijah Hughes holding it down in the first half, and then – you have Frank Howard and, and, and Chukwu doing what they do in the second half. I mean, Frank Howard single-handedly alone, um, you know, took away that eight-point, nine-point um, lead that they had. I think he made like three shots in a row. Isn't it just so, fitting, too, that Frank Howard threw that lob up to um, Pascal to pretty much seal it at the end of the game? Right. You know yeah, what I mean? That was pretty much almost like an exclamation. That was like the first time when I thought, okay, we have this. Yeah. Throughout the whole game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, so, um, and you I know. Mean, and, and again, another thing about stars aligning, Jack White missing, going 0 for 10. I mean, I bet you he ain't going to do that again. So there were a lot of things, man. There were a lot of things. They, they were, they but, were not I mean, even we overcame um, that in the beginning. It looked bad. I almost wanted to tweet after 0-12. I almost wanted to tweet, like, I wonder how many Syracuse fans turned their TV off at that point. Like, uh, just assuming. I'll tell you what. It was pretty deflating to watch the beginning of that game. It was atrocious. Oh and, yeah, and you just saw you just saw Zion Williamson. This is over. You know, <clears throat> like he's yeah. just going to own this. It's over. And then at the Dude, end of the Trey, day, what do what? I was saying Trey Jones, the point guard, they got hurt. He only played six minutes and had four steals. Yeah, he was handsy. He's handsy, man. Hey man, I mean, if you get away with it, if you, you get, get away, away with, with it, it, you get away with it. But at some point, you know, there's got to be some kind of reaching foul or something on that guy. I mean, come on, he's a terrific player. Don't get me wrong. And we could sit here and talk all day about well, well, they didn't have two of their. I don't care. I yeah, don't care. well, Look. At this like I said, it's speculation, and maybe you know, maybe we find out later when they come up to the Carrier Dome. But uh, for right now, I mean, we we beat the number one team at their place. Yeah, that's all that matters. And, that, like, and like we like I said in the the last um, podcast, that's hard to ignore if you're on the bubble on a resume. That win's gonna be hard to ignore. Yeah, and let's just say this too, for the record, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything. No, but, here we go. I mean, I mean, I will. I might as well, dude, bro. I might as well. Come on, man. Sorry, that train track's going by my house. <laughs> Trains. Uh, look. When we start talking about this NIT stuff early in conference play like that, and then you go and beat Duke, you got Michael a, you got Brandon, a, you got a mouthful of crow, and just got to just got to stay positive. And Oosa. I understand, I understand the emotions. Look, let me let me explain it to everybody like this. 
Before we did this show, I was doing that all the time. So I get it. But I'm not going to come on here. My 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 perspective because because Joe because you and I do this show, Joe. It's my perspective has changed to take it game by game and just be more analytical and just see you, you know kind of see what's going yeah. on. So the I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. The NIT stuff early is uh yeah, Joe. <laughs> it's kind of Joe's philosophy. Okay, <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to take credit for. So it is it is saying that, but brought you in, man. It is easy to to get upset, and we know it. And I grew up in Syracuse, and I grew up the good, bad, and the ugly, football and basketball. Mm-hmm. But let's just take it game by game. That is the Cuse Militia way. That's what we do. We take it game by game, and we're not out of the tournament until we're out of the tournament. Look at last year. Everybody was like, we're out, we're out. Joe, and, Joe you and I were looking at the, at the quadrant systems and where they ended up. We're like, no, they yeah. should be in. They should be in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were. Yeah. So and and the, we numbers, got the numbers are going to be there this yeah. year, and that's the thing is a win like that. I mean, had you know, cardiac cues to the core, absolutely. Oh and that's my how gosh. it's always been. But, I know. Last night was. I so mean, brutal. you know, barring a couple, you know, seasons here and there, but you know, these type of some of these last couple of years where it's been bubble and they they give you the biggest, you know, kind of you know heart tremors. Um, <laughs> Dude, I was so also, they've also led to some of the most exciting games that I can remember. Like some of the most exciting seasons and some of the most successful seasons that I remember as a fan. So, I mean, like, again, you just got to put it in perspective. You know, we barely sneak in the tournament, go oh, to final sweet, four, sweet. Oh, we, well, yeah, you know, beat year, Virginia sure. with the comeback. Yeah, right. I mean, no one saw this, this football season coming. I mean, there's a lot of things like if anything, they're gonna make you go crazy, but I mean, lately they surprise you, and they they keep going, they fight. You know, you're gonna have the Georgia Tech games every once in a while, the, the little games you're where you get, mess up. You're gonna get at least one a year. I mean, you can plan on. Yeah, you're, probably a couple. But Do again, you, don't you think Duke's Duke's one of the year is us going in there last night? So right. you know what I mean? They're they're yeah. they're feeling how we felt after after Georgia Tech. I'm sure the fans yeah. anyway. You know, okay. yeah. And the whole season, all it is is resume to get in the tournament. That's all you want. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to be this. You want you want to have the bragging rights, be the best, be number one, better record, whatever. You want to get good seats. But if anything, this this team showed you that they just need to get in, and that's it. So that's why we take it game by game because you just need to get in, and this team's proved it. Yeah, and I think we saw the potential. We saw what can happen when Pascal is active, is is moving better, you know. And you know, if Frank gets Frank's problem, I think I, you know, all speculation here. Frank's problem, I think this year has just been confidence in his ankle and being able to jump and come down and just get comfortable. Com- yeah. You know, he's just trying to get comfortable. I think last night he got comfortable. We'll see. But I think the smile on his face in the locker room during his postgame interview uh, yeah. definitely showed it. Um, all right. Well, you want to get into some fan feedback or what? Yeah, let's and, listen to what some, some of, of these fans had to say. All right. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, guys. You don't know what to do. Um, Facebook and Twitter. Go to at Cuse Militia on both of those, universal handle. And I propose the question at every game. Just leave your comment. We normally do a top 10, but because it's Duke and because we're going to do a post game, or excuse me, a preview for Pitt uh, in a couple days, we'll go just, we'll just do a couple more and um, we'll just we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll do 12. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go we'll allow a couple more. I mean, we beat the number one team in the nation, so right. I think we can go a little overboard here. Plus, I got them my bookie pick right. So. Yes, you did. You nailed the my bookie pick. Um, that was a large spread, I would say. Yeah, huge Tom. <laughs> huge Tom. Um, but um, so Joe hits his my bookie pick. That's two games in a row. He's on a two game winning streak right now. Oh, that's um, it. And that reminds me. Well, I don't know. I don't go back that far because I don't wow. really care. So. <laughs> well, one of these days I'm going to go back and see what my record is. I feel like it's pretty good. It's going to take. That's a lot of research right there. Well, between so. football and basketball, yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> that's a lot of time. Um, hey, if anyone's listening, if you want to do it for me. <laughs> oh yeah, e- yeah. Email at Militia. <laughs> All right. Well, if you like to bet online 
and you're not using my bookie. Why don't you head o- over there? The NFL playoffs are here, and it's time to get on the action with my bookie. I mean, uh, don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your friends and relatives sit around betting with my bookie while you just sit there and uh, and you know hoard your money your like, a l- like a little money hoarder. Not with the Super Bowl around the corner. Okay, turn the turn that money into more money with my bookie. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at my bookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Uh, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during this NFL playoff season, you got to go to my bookie. I trust them, but don't take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl upcoming. Use the promo code QS25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code QS25 at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. TJ says, after some point, after they went down, after the start, <laughs> a lot of afters, after some oh. point, after they went down, after the start, I still watch and cheer on to the end. Go Q's, game ain't over till the fat lady sinks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It was, it was nerve wracking. Uh, my three kid, even my four year old was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> even he was nervous. He didn't even know why. Uh, yeah, Rich- he was nervous because you were nervous. <laughs> Richard says, huge, huge win. The Qs played their hearts out. They absolutely did. The four things. Uh, heart, smarts, effort, and teamwork. They did it all. I mean, it was the full It was the full Monty. We, we, going back to Notre Dame, uh, another decent road win. <clears throat> you go back to that and you say, you know, that was, a, that was the first game that they played – you know, full team effort um, the whole year. And, and last night was just – that blew that one out of the water. Uh, yeah. Don says, Chuku was the man at the end. I've seen him do things at the end of big games before. If we could only get a little of that every game. Battle was great tonight. Real team effort. After a while, they started to believe. And what, I think what he's saying there is they're, they were buying into themselves. And that's well, a- yeah, that was the biggest thing. Out of, I mean, more importantly than his 32 points, even though points had something to do with it, was when Battle, when he, like you said, I mean, and I texted you, it, it looked like he was a man possessed. Like he was seeing red, yeah, and he yeah. he willed our team He's back into angry. that game and gave us the confidence to to pull that off, man. He's playing angry, I mean, and you know when you when you're throwing an inbounds pass and the the the, the Cameron indoor is so it's so intimate that. I mean, those kids can almost reach out and touch you. You just harness that energy, and you. And I think that's what Battle did. You know, you just take that 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 anger, that you know, being annoyed by those kids, and you take that, and you, um, you take it, and you you freaking embrace it, and you turn it into uh, points. Cameron exactly. crazies. More like Cameron Crackheads. That's right. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, man. Syracuse Sports in the South. It's a drug-free zone, bro. (laughs) Syracuse Sports in the South. I had the craziest dream last night. Cuse went into Cameron, playing the number one team in the country. Buddy banked in a three. Hughes went uh, nothing but net from 70-plus feet. And Chuka went 10 points and 18 boards. And crazy. Cuse won. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. we all had that dream. <laughs> well, wake up, buddy. It was a reality. <laughs> um, Nick says they played like a team driving to the lane. It opened up other areas on the court. Um, our threes were going in. It was great to see the offense clicking. Battle played like the leader he is. Yes, very important. Um, well, the leader he needs to be or can be. Right, exactly. Everyone can bash Howard, but when we need him the most, he came through in the clutch. Chuku stepped up and had a huge night on the boards and was a huge reason we pulled it out. Great win. That's the Sweet 16, the Sweet 16 team from last year. Yeah. Ah, so we can be like I said, we can be better. Well, we we can well, we can be better, but I mean, um, you know, I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Fine with that, but well, obviously, uh, I'm just saying that we have more offensive firepower than we did last but, year. We have a little bit more depth, and you know, this whole kind of rotating through the center thing between you know Mark and Doje and Chuku. I mean, you kind of get the. I mean, obviously, first off, you get 15 fouls to play with, and second, second off, right, which you kinda, is great. You yeah. get the and you get the luxury of kind of sifting through to see 
who came to play. And let's let's. There's always competitiveness. You know, if you want the minutes, you got to fight for it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? But nothing. I was just trying to say real quick. When the game started and Howard got three fouls, and I think Pascal got three kind of quick in the first well, half. Merrick got a couple. And Merrick got a couple. I mean, you're just thinking, you know, at halftime, I'm thinking, I hope we've got enough guys to finish the game. Yeah. Let alone going into overtime and trying to win this thing. You know, are we going to have no enough? No one followed out. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. No one followed out. It was amazing. So um, that's great. Um, for the first time last night, you could see the lanes open up and, you know, the players saw it too. And they were taking them. And, I mean, they were really opening up. And, I mean, it was just it, – It's a great game to it was, watch. It was, it was a great an game. entertaining game. And yeah, I, mean, I wish kudos, they could all be like kudos, that. I mean, Duke, they overcame some stuff too. I know they got a lot of players and a lot of – but they've been playing with that starting five pretty much from the beginning of the year. So to know – to see, you know, have a game plan and then just 10, 15 minutes before the game – uh, figure out that one of your starters is sick and then the other guy ended up getting hurt. I mean, for them to – the way that we were playing, for them to even stay in there, I mean, what Zion did was really, really impressive. So, oh, I mean, dude, it was a fun game to watch, man. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, I got nothing, LOL. I'm still in shock. Um, <laughs> these are right after the game. And I was just having a field day uh, uh, just watching some of these roll in and, and getting on the horn with Joe. Uh, I was in shock too. I yeah, mean, it was great. Um, our boy F now. So good at that. At if not now, when eighty four. Um, I got <laughs> Don't the back. Read, bro. I got the backstory on the handle too. What was it, Joe? Is it Jimmy Eat World song? Is that what it was? No, I think so. Um, I take back my previous it comment after the Georgia <laughs> Tech loss. Uh, I was sad and irrational. Good win, boys. Yeah. Glad I got to see it in person. Go Cuse. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, I told there. you to calm down. Was... That you were going to the game. Just woosah, buddy. Yeah, goose frog. I hope it was goose worth Raba. it. And, you know, I, w- I would have loved to um, to have gotten Mike on or something. after. I would love to know what it was like being a Cuse fan at Cameron Indoor. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. Oh, I, yeah. He way, said he was going to share some pictures and stuff on our um, and, and tag us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got one last night I retweeted. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, White Collar Gangster, uh, at Doug Vaughn, I think it is. Two questions. Why was Jack White always guarding battle? And two, why was he playing basketball with ice skates on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh. mean, Jack, I talked to my brother before the game, and he's like, you know, Jack White's he's going to have to step up, man. He's pretty good. And we talked about Jack White being, besides Zion, down low, because that's how he gets most of his points. He was like a 66% from the field. Right. Um, um, Jack White, I think, was like 40-something, right? Um, I'm almost well, positive. He's, yeah, he's 44% from the field. Right. And he's 38.6 like, from three. Now, I know yeah. he doesn't shoot it as much, but still, he's an accurate shooter. Yeah. Well, he's like he's he's the he's our Merrick. You know, he's like the glue guy. Like he does everything. He he's he's bigger. He can go down and and he can get rebounds. He really really his effort is right there with Merrick and uh he can shoot. So that was definitely a key, especially when they went down a couple of guys. They needed some other guys to step up. O'Connell stepped up, um, played played pretty good. But I just think really where it hurt them most, man, was defensively. Just defensive. I mean, you saw the difference in just the point guard with Trey Jones, and then when you got Battle guarding Jack White, and I mean, he made him fall the one time, and then he crossed him over and went left, and it was, just made him look bad a couple of, couple of times. So, yeah, it was. Um, there were some mismatches out there, man, for sure. <laughs> At Oil Cuse, even with the refs in their BS calls against the Cuse, it wasn't enough to overcome Syracuse will will to it wasn't enough to overcome Syracuse's will to win. I like the up tempo type of game. Yes. Uh, also, I'm glad Pascal proved Joe wrong with 18 rebounds. Whoa. What do you mean, me wrong? Yeah, I proved hey, you wrong, man. man. Look, he proved it's you Sean wrong. that hates on him, not me. Okay? I don't hate on Pascal. I motivate Pascal. Oh, is that what that is? That's you're doing your little, it, you're doing your little Jedi mind tricks? That's what it is. He listens, and he takes everything I say. Um, to heart. So and oh, he, did, he went out and he did his thing. Uh, at Geo Heater, our boy Geo, look, Giovanni, Giovanni, 
Where the hell you been? He hasn't been in hey, feedback in forever. Uh, beyond, hey he's busy. I know. He's a busy kid. He is. Um, beyond pumped, huge win, Orange Battle, finally proving that preseason All-American talent and showing what he came back for. Really impressed with Chuku and Frank. We played our game. We know Zion would score, but made sure to shut down other options. Game plan equal why equals why Beheim is a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, yeah, in a nutshell, I mean, they did. That's why Jack White had all those open threes because <laughs> they were guarding. Oh yeah, they were guarding down low for uh, for Zion. Zion, yeah, we couldn't let that happen anymore. He was being way too efficient. Oh, <laughs> he was a freaking monster. What was his efficiency anyway? Uh, 10 for, well, no, 12 for 20, so six, No, like I 60%. said, you take away some of the three-point shots that he took later on when he was trying to here he goes. get his... Here he goes. What? Here he goes. Here he goes. He, he, take him away. Sure, take him away. Okay, that's five of them. Well, he took a couple where he was pretty much, you know, forced to do it because... Or he was doing it just to hype the crowd near the up. end. No, it was near the end of the game, it. and he needed to, they needed to make some shots. So, so he would have I mean, went he, he 11 for 15, if that's the case. Right, which is freaking phenomenal. But he didn't. around the rim, he's unstoppable. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, <laughs> he is. He's a he's a freaking he, animal. He, I mean, dude, the first play, the ball's bobbling around, goes through a bunch of people's arms, and it just lands in his arms. He takes one step and dunks on everybody over like, top of everybody. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it was like it, it wasn't. It was almost like it was like. An involuntary motion of his body, like the balls in his hand, straight. Well, did you see his? Up. Did you see his um, up and under freaking shot fake come back and lay it up? I mean, yeah. He for a guy that big, he's like Michael Jackson out there. Yeah, he can move really, really well, and <laughs> he can. I mean, did you see the strong I'm, finishes. Yeah, I'm so I mean, glad he's gone after thought, this year. I'm, I'm. I mean, there was a couple. I thought I was surprised there wasn't even an and one because it looked like. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, he just fought through it, pushed it up, and it went in. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. And the way that he – I mean, he can dribble. He can take it coast to coast. I mean, if he works on that jumper, whoo. I mean, he's hitting whew. threes for crying I mean, you got Stephen A. Smith saying teams should tank for this guy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's gone after a year and we won't have to worry about him again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, right. we got at least one more game. I know. And that's, that's – that's, you know, enough is enough. Um, at enough maybe he'll get the night. flu. At Joe Pasek, 44, I'm sick of seeing, hearing, reading about Duke didn't have two of their starters. Cry me a river when two of your starters are top two of the three prospects in next year's NBA draft. You should be okay, especially at home. Shut your mouth and accept your loss. Go orange. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and great, great, you know, flawless punctuation as, as usual by Joe. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. He's even got quotes in there. That's um, what I'm saying. But, he's it's pretty yeah. yeah. He's on point with that. Yes, and I he appreciate tries to make that. It's easy for you to read. You actually read that pretty well. I'm su- yes. I'm pretty See, that's all I need is punctuation. Thank you. Oh yeah, he's right though. They're he talking is. about well, let, He's talking about these two being maybe the number 1 and number 2 pick next year's draft. So Yeah. yeah. So um they're out, okay? Well, guess what? You got freaking an animal in there, and Zion Williamson, and all the other players on that team, all those, all their bench players. Like when it comes down to it, those bench players are probably more athletic and higher touted than anybody we got on our team right now. Well, maybe not everybody. I'll take that back. But many well, that's who I was talking about was Zion Williamson and and um, R.J. Barrett. I'm pretty sure they were the number one, oh, okay. and number two, okay. in the recruiting right, right. class last year, and people are saying that they're going to be the number right. one and number two picks in next year's draft. So. When you have those guys, I think you should probably be all right. And like you said, the rest of the guys, I mean, it's not like they're chopped liver. It's full they might of not be them. a top 10 pick, but uh, they're a top 10 recruit. But those guys were five stars, high four stars. You I mean, know, There's so. a lot of McDonald's All-Americans on that bench. Oh, God. I smell the Big Macs. So, I smell the Big Macs. Spilling, spilling Big Macs. Sure, At Keeler Connor, uh, the boys showed up to play. Even Chuku, a huge win for our tourney hopes and dreams. Reporting live, ESPN headquarters is in shambles. How is mm-hmm. that orange taste? Well, you know, <laughs> we all remember <laughs> Dude, that, the picture, right? Hey, that guy was talking about the dream, <laughs> how he had a dream. Yeah. Well, last night, Joe Lenardi had a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, what? Because, uh, <laughs> because, I mean, even, I mean, barring just a ridiculous, ridiculous, you know, like an injury or just playing really, really bad, 
uh, or, or really, really good not being on the bubble. I mean, we've lived in the bubble, so it's hard to presume that we won't. But uh, oh, he I, just I, go he ahead. just hit. He hates having to do with Syracuse in the bubble. Oh, he does. And, you know, like uh, I said, I think we're 49th right now. That's a safe place, you know? I don't need Well, I, right now, but there's a lot of games, obviously, you know. But well, I'm saying yeah. 49. If you end up at the end of the year, 49th in the net rankings, that's a safe place. You spot. should be in. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of games left, and that can change. I mean, we moved up 10 spots after one game. Well, we can probably move down five after a game, too, you know? So, right. Um, you got to keep winning. You know, this one game, the same – not Mike, not our buddy Mike, but some of the same people saying, the, um, you know, we're NIT bound. Maybe we're over overexcited about the win saying, oh, well, this is it. We're going to be in the tourney now. Like, we beat Duke, number one at home. Yeah. Like, nothing could it's stop not, us now. It doesn't work not like, like that. No, no. It's not like we're saying that we're automatically going to make the tournament, but we're looking at it resume-wise. If we – Obviously, there's work to do. It's not like, oh, well, we beat Duke. Hand in your gloves. We're good to go. You know, like, no, we have to still have to go out there and we still have to do do what we need to do against these teams and get W's. But, you know, barring something really, really bad, at minimum, we're going to be on the bubble. And this is a huge, huge, I mean, you can't get a better win for your resume. No, absolutely not. Um, at Rayner 44 what game? Jamie. What game? I blacked out. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you didn't know? Pittsburgh oh. beat Florida State. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh beat Florida State. <laughs> we got them next. That should be fun. Uh, Pittsburgh is nah. – uh, they're a Jamie, of- I, like he said, it's he's just like everybody else. Like, pinch me, I'm dreaming. To go from Georgia Tech Saturday to that, I mean, come on. I know. I know. B- huge rebound game. I don't know. I don't know. I think we pretty much covered everything. I don't want to sit here and go around in circles, but um, just an awesome game. I love the tempo. You know, I loved, I loved how we can come into we we can go from a game when we're talking about Frank Howard and Jim Beheim having words, and Frank at one end of the, at one end of the bench pouting and having an attitude, and 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 Jim at the other end of the bench, you know, coaching, doing his thing. I love how, you know, they can get over that. That shows, you know. It shows camaraderie. It shows that they can they can um, they can overcome some adversity if they're you know last just the other day we we're talking about is there is there you know numerous tweets numerous fan feedback on Facebook you heard things is there st- is there turmoil in the locker room what's going on blah 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 and then they go and I mean they go to camera well and they it win. might not be long term you know you sit well, in the locker I mean, room yeah. like men you talk sure, about it exactly. and you figure it out uh, the, the you got to get day, over I think, it. This almost proves that there was something going on, or at least Jim was trying to prove a point because this has been more of the rotation that we've seen for the rest of the whole year. When have we seen Buddy Beheim play the minutes he played last game? You know what I mean? Come on. What, there was something that was going Tech, on. You mean? Yes. That's well, what I'm I there think was something was going go- on. You come back to Duke, and now you see more of a normal rotation than what it's supposed to be. So there was obviously something going on. They figured it out. They got together on Sunday, and they figured it. They figured it out, and that's what you have to do. I mean, what are you going to do? You have how many more games left in the in the ACC? Like fourteen more games, and yes. the ACC tournament. What are you going to just mail it in? Like, no, you sit to get you sit around like men, and you figure out how you're going to go out there and get the Ws. I think what that's what it. happened in the Georgia Tech game. I think we saw. I think Frank didn't want to be pulled. I think. Beheim was doing a lot of yelling, and I don't think sometimes I don't think Frank's real receptive to it. And you know, as a player, you got to kind of you got to kind of take it on the chin sometimes. So no, you know what though, he got through his sophomore year. He's going to be able to get through this, and exactly. he came back and proved it. Exactly. And at the end of the day, sometimes you need to be embarrassed like that to be able to step up and be like, "Yo, you know, like, yeah, look, we just got embarrassed by a team we should have beat." And like that's not going to go down like this. And we're going to go down to Duke, and we're going to make it happen. And they did. And you saw the difference in effort. You saw the difference in attitude and confidence. And like I said, whatever whatever they're doing, whatever they talked about, hopefully they figured it out, and hopefully they can move forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, seems that they have. And you know, a four-year player, they know each other pretty well, I would think. And um, you know, like you said, if he can overcome his sophomore year, he can overcome one game against Georgia Tech. Move on. And and improve. That's it. So um, that's it, Joe. Final thought? Anything? Final thought is that was awesome. 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> that it was made great. the year. It was and, great. I mean, not, I mean, I don't want to sound like if we lose the rest of our games, and you know, no, no, it's no. okay. I, but, I don't but, know, you know if it made I'm the saying. year, but you know that feeling when Syracuse Dude, beat we've Clemson. We've only beat a number one team five times. I know, I know, but you know that feeling when Syracuse beat Clemson. I mean, for the in the football game. Yeah. It's like the same thing. It's a big. It's a big deal, and it's something we should revel in. And the players should revel in it too until, you know, until they start practice again. I guess they get today to revel in it, and tomorrow they're back at practice. So yeah. enjoy well, I'll it. I'll tell you what, there was a, a lot of North Carolina and North Carolina State fans at, uh, at work that were, oh, go Q, so go Q. I bet. I bet. Every, oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody. Oh, yeah. In the, I know a ton of North Carolina fans. I got texts from them last night. So, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I had, I had some unbiased, you know, talks to some Duke fans about how, you know, I understand the situation, but at the end of the day, next man up, injuries happen. Yeah, you, no, you're, you're, you're stacked. Sick. Your team's stacked. <laughs> Some of Yo, those I mean, guys yeah, on the bench will be Don't starting. get me wrong. The team, the team's stacked, but I understand that they weren't playing with a full deck. You, uh, you know what I'm saying? I get it so, too, but it's a bunch of one and duns. And, I mean, these kids. Well, the they, guys behind them. I mean, Delorier, Bolden, a lot of those guys aren't going to be one and duns. Yeah, um, I know. That's, that's what dip- I'm saying, though. The, the ones that were – well, I mean, I don't know about um, Trey – with Trey Jones, Trey Jones, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, just I mean, for instance, like between Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, in order, and Cam Reddish, that was one, two, and three in the recruiting class last year. And then Trey Jones was a top; he was top ten as well. So that was their four top, it's four top ten recruits of last year's draft. So that's what you're looking at. So I mean, everybody else on Duke is pretty much just role players that are probably going to be four year players. Right. So um, that's their main core, and they had half of it. So again, I mean, it was a, it was a great game. We won. It was awesome. But I'm telling you right now, if they, if they come into Syracuse, the Carrier Dome, with, with a full with deck, everybody healthy, looking for <laughs> with revenge, a full deck, looking for revenge. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So we better be ready for that one. Bud. Yeah. But but we're not ready for it right now. We're still ready. No, not right now. Because right, what right. do we do? One right. game at a time. Exactly. One game at a time. And Pittsburgh it is, the Q's is proven way. not to be a pushover like they have been the past couple of years. No, Pittsburgh's uh, Pittsburgh stout. We'll get to Pittsburgh in a couple of days. So yes, be on the will. lookout for that. I am going to leave you with the locker room noise at the end of the Duke game. Um, Let's do but, it. But before that. I've got to thank uh-huh. my bookie. I've got to thank Tick Splits. I've got to thank James on Guitar. I've got to thank uh, Armchair All-Americans, Shavitown Barbershop. Uh, Mulligans was probably J- rocking. JP Mulligans. That place was probably going off. Uh, thank you to all of, all of them. And um, I guess that's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Podcast, the fans' voice with Sean and Joe.